Welcome to our podcast. This is David King. I want to take just a second and thank you for joining us. Enjoy the message. Good morning, everybody. All right, I want to take just a second and look into the camera and welcome those of you that are watching online right now at ShilohOutreach.com. Big shout out to all of you that are tuned in to the podcast. I want to give a big shout out to all the ladies at our campus at the Claiborne County Detention Center. You are not a project to us. You are a family to us, and it is an honor to get to do what we do and be a part of your lives. We love you so very much, and a big shout out to the Wild Bunch at the Taswell location. We are one church wherever you are, so let's come together and give each other a big hand. Would you do that? Awesome, awesome. I say the wild bunch in Taz when they come up off the thing, the roof moves every little, every now and then. Well, we're thinking about tying it down better, but uh, great, great time. And uh, we're in a series that we're doing called My Church, and uh, really just taking a, a few weeks and explaining this church and, uh, and what we do and, and why we do it a little bit. And, uh, and uh, last week we talked about My Church is life-giving, and we talked about the two trees and so if you didn't get that message, I want to encourage you to go back and watch that, listen to it again, or if you've been in a freedom group, you've heard it before, but we just kind of brought that out today from, the, from our freedom groups, and, uh, and uh, it's just a, a great, great message, life-giving message. Um, our verse, our key verse that we're starting off with is Matthew chapter 16. He says, and I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. I will build my church. One of the things, the name Shiloh, uh, maybe some of you may not know this, but the name Shiloh is a Hebrew name, and it means to him whom it belongs. And it's his church. Amen, everybody? And he's going to build his church. And so and we're, I'm just excited to be a part of what God is doing, you know, uh, as we go. And so he'll build his church, and the gates of Hades or the gates of hell will not overcome it. And that's encouraging to us. Uh, I told a friend of mine one time, as a pastor friend of mine, I said, look, I said, the church is not as fickle as you might think, as strong, because Jesus has it and it's under, he has everything under control, amen? And so, but uh, I, I've been thinking all week, really, um, and I, I want to take a second before I start this message, because today the title would be, if I was going to give it a title, um, it would be, our, my church is built on the Word of God. And so I'm going to be talking about that today. But, uh, but I've had somebody on my mind, and I don't think it's a one person, honestly. It's not one person that comes to mind. It's, it's, I think it's plenty, many people. And I, I, here's what has been rolling through my, through my heart, and I think God has just really been speaking to me, is that, is that somebody that has lost a, a family member, had a very painful loss in your life, and, and you've hurt, and you're hurting a lot. And you've, you may have had somebody that was sick, and you don't have the answers for it. And, and it's caused you to feel a little bit um, bitter with God, honestly. And I don't know if it's something that you would even want to admit, or something that you ever thought about in that way, but, but it's caused you to, to feel bitter. And, uh, and really caused your, your faith is in trouble right now. If you were to measure these things, you would say that my faith is not really in a good place at all. And I want to tell you what I'm here for. I, I'm here to help you. 
Uh, listen, if you get nothing else out of this message, and that's all of you at all of the locations right now, it's that God desires a personal revival for you. If you'll receive that today, I'm going to show you how to get there. Because now that can be easier said than done. I mean, when you're in it, when you're in that, you know, that, that, that just feeling that down and everything like that, when you're in it, it can be easy, easy say, just pull yourself up by your bootstraps or whatever, or, you know, get, no, 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 it's easier said than done. And today I hope to just map out something to try to help you to, to get back to that place that you have been in the beginning. And I, and I believe it all starts with, with the Word of God reading the Word of God each and every day in our lives personally. One of the things that I've desired as a pastor is not to necessarily be a person that feeds all the time, but to be a person, a pastor that develops self-feeders, to develop in people the ability to be able to feed themselves. And, and, and this is my Bible, right? I call this my Bible. Everybody needs a paper Bible, by the way. I mean, I know I'm, I don't have no problem with the, with the phones. I read the Bible on the phone every day, to be honest with you. I do that, depending on where I am and everything. And, and I do my devotions that way a lot of times. But we all need a paper Bible. We need one that we... This is my paper Bible. I call it my duct tape version, everybody. You, do you want to know why you got it figured out? This is my duct tape version. Now, I do have some new duct tape at home in the garage, and I need to probably work on that a little bit. And I have thought about getting it rebound, but I don't trust anybody. I'm afraid they won't give it back. Oh, I lost your Bible, <laughs> you know. And so now maybe someday I'll get the courage to do that. But, but this is it. It has all kinds of writing in it, all my notes from days old. Some of, some of my notes, I don't even agree with them anymore. <laughs> some of somebody. <laughs> right? I mean, come on, have you changed your mind about anything? I hope you have, because if you've not, you may be stuck. Okay? But as we grow, right? And, and so some of my early notes, I'm like, oh, David, no, no. I, 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 remember, when you, I remember when you realized that was wrong. <laughs> uh, we got to laugh a little bit, though. But I got, I got my highlights in there, and I, I wish everybody would have that. But um, if you want to talk about a path to a personal revival... A path to a personal revival is reading the Word every day. And I'm going to start off with this. I want to start off with five benefits to daily Bible reading. Five benefits, okay? And, and, and the first one is just simply this. The first one is revelation. Now, when I say that, I'm not talking about new revelation or, or new. This is the Word of God, okay, sealed and, and, and inspired by God, okay? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a revelation to us. Oh, another word you could use is illumination, if you will, just to, to have a revelation. I, one of them that, that I got a, a while back, I've told you this story before, is, is the, two, the way we read it with the two trees. You know, you get this in a freedom group, but the two trees, where is it the tree of life or are you reading it religiously and, and, and in a law-giving kind of way? Or are you reading it to, to bring life to you? I was going to preach a funeral one time here in Middlesbrough, and, and this was a very popular man. I mean, if I said his name, everybody would know, probably a lot of you would know anyway, him. And, it, and it, the funeral home was packed. It, it was all the way out, out into the road. The traffic was stopped because of the traffic for this and everything. And, 
And, and I'm about to walk up. I mean, the way they do around here in the mountains is they, you got to suit up, okay, and everything, which I hate suits, by the way. But anyway, I do that. So put the suit on, and you go in, and they march you in, you know, like you're the king of England or something. And you, you I'm just saying, everybody, I'm just uh, I'm talking too much from my heart right now, ain't I? i got to slow down. But anyway, they march you in there and uh, like this, and, and, I, and I'm walking in. I mean, they're like sitting. I'm walking halfway in. This guy reaches over and grabs me by the arm, and he says, let them have it, preacher. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> We're at a funeral, brother. <laughs> But, you know, you know, and I hear this all the time. I've heard this for years. You need to preach the truth. Preach the truth. Well, I'm all for that. But it depends on what you mean by that. Because what people, most of the time, what they really mean by that is the law. Preach the law. You know, in other words, let's do a 10-part ser- a series on the Ten Commandments. Let's, let's preach the law to them, the law and the truth. But the law and the truth is not the same thing, everybody. It's not the same thing. Let me show you what I mean. I'm going to give you a biblical uh, proof of that. And I'm trying to help you to see the Word of God through the right lens and through the tree of life. John chapter 1, verse 17, it says, For the law, everybody say the law. The law was given through Moses, and grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Oh, time out. The law was given through Moses. And, everybody say and, truth. So it's two different things. The law on the one hand and truth on the other. And I got curious about that and I looked the word up one day in, 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 in the Greek language because the New Testament was originally written in the Greek language. And here's the word truth. The truth is aletheia. It's the, it's the reality lying at the basis of an appearance. In other words... Things appear to be one way. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Even in our world right now, things will appear to be one way. But the truth is the reality of how things really are. In other words, in your life, this is a, I'm talking about revelation here. In your life, things could appear to be bad. Things could appear to be there's no way. Things could appear to be just in a complete mess. But the truth of the matter is, is that all things work together for the good to them that love God, to those who are called according to the purpose. The truth is, is that God is sovereign and that He cannot fail. Are you all with me so far? And so the truth is one thing. The appearance is another altogether. And one of the things that we receive with daily reading of the Word of God is truth. It is that revealed truth of what God says against, pushing against the reality of what the world says, you see. And so that's one of the benefits of, of daily reading, one of the benefits. The second thing is just simply this. The second thing is faith. It's faith. It's an increase in faith. Let me ask you this question. This is just a personal question here. But if you ask yourself this right now, where am, where, where am I as to my faith right now? Has there been a place, a time in my place, or I mean a time in my life rather, I'm sorry, a time in my life when my faith was better? Well, my faith was, was, was a lot stronger, if you will, than it is today. And if you're struggling with that a little bit and you're, and you're struggling with your faith and trying to figure out how do, I get, how do I get back to that, the truth is God's Word. Romans chapter 10, 
says it this way, consequently, faith comes by hearing the message, and the message is heard through the Word, everybody. So faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word, you see. And, and so we have the benefit of faith. And then the third one, and I love this one, is direction. Direction. Psalm 119 says it this way. It says, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light to my path. Because right now, everybody, we're lost on direction. Do do I need to tell you that? What I need to tell you today that in our country, we are completely lost on direction. Like, I mean, it's it's this person thinks this and this one this and this one's headed in that direction. and, 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 And all of that seems to just be all over the place. But she... The truth of God's Word gives us a foundation and a direction. Let let me tell you a story. I'm a maps person, uh, you know, when I'm trying to find my way around. Come on, somebody. I mean, you're a a Waze or a Maps, okay? So I've got the maps out on my phone, and I love it. It's updates every day, and praise the Lord. Uh, Come on, somebody. Do I have any directionally challenged people among me? Are there any in here? Tassel, come on, Tassel. <laughs> Love you. I know how you feel. And so I had the maps out, and I'm on my way home. We're coming back from vacation, me and the wifey. And I get, I'm, I don't know why I still had it on, because I really did know my way from there, but I'd just come out of the gorge, everybody. And, you know, you have this new port exit over there, and, you know, you don't normally take that. Normally, you'll go on down, you'll split, you'll take the highway, head toward, you know, exit 8, right? I mean, that's where we're going, and so we're, we're going that way. But what happens, my maps comes up and says, Newport, take the Newport exit. And I thought, well, now why would I do that? That's a full 15 minutes extra to, to take the Newport to go that way. And I thought, I ain't doing that. I know better. So what I do, I just kept on with blow right by it. Redirecting, redirecting, redirecting. I got about a mile up the road, and there was a crash, and traffic was backed up. And the guy that knew better sat there for 45 minutes. Looking at his phone, <laughs> wishing. You know, I thought about that this morning. I thought, I thought, you know, there was a satellite that was up above that saw all of that and was trying to tell me a better way to go. And out of my stubbornness, I refused it. Can I tell you that God above knows the better way to go, everybody? And you may think you know the better way, but the truth is His way is better and it always works. And we'll find it in the Word of God, everybody. We'll find it there. I'm trying to help you today. I'm telling you, we, if, you if we want direction for our lives, God's direction and His plan is better even if we don't understand it. Even if we can't get a hold of what he's doing, or even if it seems like, well, this is not the way that I've always... He may have a better plan for that moment for your life. He will, if we'll just listen to it. And then, of course, the fourth one, and this one's kind of rough. The fourth one is correction. This is benefits. What I'm talking about today is benefits from reading God's Word every day. And I I need to add this really quick. 
Because I'm going to say this in love, everybody. I'm not, I'm not trying to be hard. I'm not, you know. If you will get in the Word of God each and every day of your life. He said, these words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are truth. If you will get in the Word every day, you'll do better. That's what I'm trying to help you with today. You'll do better, okay? And so, and, and, and at times, the Word of God corrects us, corrects us, corrects us. They go, you know, why, why, why? Well, because we get off course is why. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says, all Scripture. Everybody say all. all. I want to make a foundational statement here. We do believe this verse at this church. Just thought I'd throw that out there. All Scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Think of all those benefits. Think of all those benefits in your life. Someone to teach you. Someone at times to rebuke you. You know that God loves you. You know that. If He had sent His Son to die on a cross for you, He loves you. But, but, at, but being able to receive that, the rebuking or correcting. I, I, I need correcting every now and then. Anybody else? Got some honest people in the house. Tell the truth right now. Don't lie. You're in church. <laughs> Correction. You know, one of the things that we do here, uh, been, it can be, I guess, controversial. But, I, I mean, is, um, see, every church has a line. Okay? Every church has a line. Now, some people, the line is membership. No, well, let me back up. For some churches, the line is coming through the door. Like you've got to do certain things to be here. You've got to, you got to dress a certain way and do certain things. And if you don't, then you need to go home and change or, or whatever like that. And, we, you know, and by the way, we have dress codes here at Shiloh like that for all of you that's here for the first time. And you know, our dress codes are a little more simple. Wear clothes. <laughs> Which wear clothes if you don't, yeah. Appreciate that. And then, But anyway, <laughs> some folks have their line there. Some folks have it at a membership line. So if you're going to come in and be a member, then you've got to get your act together. You've got no, you know, all this kind of different things, and which I always think is kind of funny to, to tell somebody they have no sin in their life. Like, who believes that? But anyway, the, the, but, so there's that line. For us, okay, our line is membership, not serving. So let me explain. The reason for that is because we'll let you come in all messed up just like you are. And we'll let you serve. And you know why? Because we believe that Jesus trained his disciples while they served. He did not get them good enough to serve. He trained them while they served. And so, so we, we, we take that as the line. The line is leadership where we have different requirements for leadership. But to come in and serve is just simply one thing. And that's to agree with us that this is the word of God and that it's the absolute truth. I had somebody come in one time dealing with a very, a, a very difficult issue and a, a very difficult issue for a lot of you to, to accept, to be honest. And I asked him this question. I said, do you believe what the Bible says about that? And he said, yes, I do. I struggle. And I said, well, then this is the place you need to be, right here. And he served here for a long time. And, and he eventually left and, 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 I guess, give in to the struggles. 
But if somebody comes in and says, if I ask the question, they say, well, I struggle with this, and I ask the question, do you believe what the Word of God says about it? And they say, well, I'm not really sure about that. Then my answer to that is, well, then I'm not going to be able to help you. We don't have a foundation. We don't have anything to go off of. I, I'm not going to be able to help you, you see. And so that's, that's, the, that's, that's the place. Are you all seeing this so far? Just try to be like Jesus. And so the, the, there's correction of it. And then, of course, there's the revival. And that's what I've been praying for for you all. For those of you that's dealing with all these difficult things in life that you do not understand, and if you measured your relationship with God right now, you would honestly say, I'm not in a good place. And what happens a lot of times when we get in that place is we'll begin to look for other things and begin to look for a new pastor, look for a new church, look for anything to be able to find an answer to the problem, see, that we're dealing with inside. But I tell you, it's a relationship problem, not a church problem. And what we need for that is a revival. And the thing to know is this, you've got to be vived before you can be revived. Revival. John 6 and 63 says, It's the Spirit that gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The, everybody say it with me, words. Are you all with me so far? I'm, I'm showing you how to, how to experience this. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of spirit and life. This is not just a book. This is a book that has words that are full of spirit and they are life. And when you are down in a bad place and you will make a daily deposit of this each and every day in your life, then it will feed you spiritually, you see. And, and I remember going through a very difficult time and I, and, and I, I, I just wrote a book and I, I put this in the book. That when this church was actually like peaking, 2019, which it's there now again, but in 2019, before COVID, it was at this place. And everything was really going strong, real strong. And, uh, and just uh, kind of unbelievable, really. And I remember being in that place, but as a pastor, not being in a good place. Now, I thank God every day. I didn't do anything to bring shame or do anything to bring any kind of trouble on the church or, or anything like that or to hurt that. Uh, um, but I just was not in a good place. And this went on for months. I mean, like six months. I didn't feel like reading the Word. I'd read the Word long enough to, to, for the message. Or I, I didn't feel like praying. And I just felt like I was beat up. That's how some of you feel right now. And I remember talking to one of my overseers, my, my pastors. I've got pastors, four of them. And I remember talking to one of them. And, I, and, and he said, David, here's what I want you to do. Because we were about to go into 21 days. He said, I want you to get in God's Word every day. And it doesn't matter to me how you feel. I know you don't feel like it. You get in God's Word anyway. Read it every day. Pray every day. Make it happen. Take the time. Just do it. And I said, okay. And I began to do that. And I tell you, I can, I'll never forget getting in that third week. And I really felt a shift in, in spiritually in here. I felt a shift take place in my life, and, it, and, and everything began to change and, and, and be different to me. And I'm going to tell you, that's been uh, three years now or four years ago. I read God's Word every day now, every day. I do not miss the Word of God every day because when you get to that place, it can be hard. It's true, and I'm just trying to help you with it. Revival, you see.
revival. 2 Peter 1 and 19 says, We also had the prophetic message as something completely reliable. It's reliable, okay? And you will do well to pay attention to it. That's what I've been trying to say for 20 minutes now. As to the light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, you see. You'll do good, he said, to pay attention to it, careful attention to it, until it rises up in your hearts and it brings light into your life. And it will. It will. I'm talking about having a personal revival. Let me give you three benefits from revival. I'm going to quit. i got to hurry. you got to listen real fast because I'm out of time. Okay, here it goes. Number one, you will flourish in life. You will flourish in life. Psalm 1, 1 through 3, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the paths of sinners. Why is that? Because who you run around with, you'll become. Ouch. Nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He's talking about the Word of God. And then he says this, he says, He shall be like a tree, everybody. I love this. Planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit. Are you seeing that? See, fruit is not a religious thing. It's not a straining thing. Fruit is a natural thing. We've got an apple tree out there. My son planted when he was in school. He brings home this grafted little tree. And today, I think it's about 10 feet. I've got to learn how to prune. I, this thing's big, and it's putting these big old apples out now, and, and, and it's great. But it's not straining to do this. It's a natural thing, you see. He said, they'll be like a tree planted by rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither. If your leaf is withering right now, I'm telling you, the Word of God is your answer. These words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are truth, you see. And then the second benefit is just this, your joy will return. Let me ask you something. Have you lost your joy? This is a personal question, right? But joy is what's on the inside. Happiness is like almost a superficial thing. It, it comes from the word hap, which means by chance. It's true. I mean, that, that, that's what it means. It, happiness is by chance. I mean, you could be happy or not. Joy is what's on the inside. It's there all the time. The joy of the Lord is something your circumstances cannot take from you. Where's your joy? John 15 and 11. He says, I've told you this, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. In the Greek language, the complete means a circle unbroken. That's what it means. And then the third one is this. You'll be able to fight the good fight. You'll be able to fight the good fight. One of my best friends in the whole world went on to be with the Lord several years ago. His name was Don Fugate. I got saved early on around, and Don was there. And so me and Don, for years, years... We would meet every Saturday morning at 7.30 in the morning and we would pray for an hour. 
And we, and, and we would pray. And Don had a thundering. I mean, he sounded like God, everybody, or something. I mean, he, you know that you know that, that deep voice? He could sing. I mean, it was awesome. And, and, and Don loved the Lord. But Don had a, a, a problem genetically. His brothers, all of them died in their early 50s. They had very small veins around their hearts. And in their early 50s, all of them had passed away. And, and in, uh, sure enough, at 54 years old, he went into congestive heart failure. So he's, you know, he's in bad shape. His legs swollen so much that they would crack and, and his skin was coming off of his legs and everything. He was in horrible shape. And he gets this word. I mean, he's in the word all the time. And he gets this word, uh, Psalm 118. I will not die, but live and will proclaim what the Lord has done. And Don would just, he'd thunder that stuff out. I mean, he would believe it and he would read the word every day. He, He would say, I mean, this guy's swelling up. One time they took him to the emergency room and they said, you all don't need to leave your friend. He's about to die. And Don looked at him and said, I'm not going to die. I'm here to proclaim the goodness of the Lord. And you know what he did? He led the guy next to him to Jesus. Now, he did die. He got around to it after that hospital incident. 23 years later, I'm I'm talking about a guy, and I learned from him. I learned how to fight the good fight, everybody. I learned it from Don. What do you do? You hold on to the Word of God. Proclaim things in your life. I will not die. I want everybody to say that with me. I will not die, but live. And I will proclaim. Come on. You got to get this. And will proclaim what the Lord has done. Give the Lord a hand of praise for that. Come on, folks. We need to... We need to speak this over ourselves and over our family and over our children and, and just fight the good fight, everybody. Amen. Amen. Just to continue to, to press on no matter what's going on in our life. And the Word tells us in John 3 and 16, final verse, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, one and only, that whoever believes in Him would not perish, but have eternal life. Think about this. God loves you so much that He sent His Word. Think about that. He loves you this much. And it's there. And wherever you are, These words are spirit and they are truth and they'll bring revival to your soul. And you may have to ignore your feelings. You may have to just ignore the circumstances or anything about any of that and just say, you know what? No matter how I feel, I'm going to read the Word of God every day. And I encourage you, you can Google everything today. Google the promises of God. Read the promises of God over your life and over your children and everything. Read the words. Let that encourage your faith and build you up, you see. It'll do that. I think we're living, everybody, beneath the promises of God sometimes. Let me ask you something. The final, and this is what we get from the Word. <laughs> we get this the path. <laughs> so simple. 
<laughs> so simple, it can't be true. I mean, it's so simple that, that uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him, think about that for just a minute, whoever believes in him, let me ask you something. Have you put your faith in him? Have you ever had a moment where you just surrendered and give it all to Jesus, said, today's the day I want... Have you ever had a moment where you knew that that load had come off of you and that you were forgiven and free? Has that happened in your life? I want to give you an opportunity to do that today. And, it, and we're going to say a prayer together, but the only reason we do that is because we're family and we, we don't want you to feel alone, and you can. But I want to give you an opportunity today to be a part of that prayer. I'm going to ask you if you would at the Tassel location, ladies at the detention center, all the other locations, all the outlets here, everybody together, if you would, to bow your heads. I'm going to get the worship teams to come this way and help us here. But if you're in here right now and you say, you know what, I don't know. I don't know that if I left here today, heaven would be my home. I don't know that. I don't know what it's like to be born again, to experience that freedom and forgiveness that you're talking about, but I want to. If you want to know that and you're just tired of running from God, would you do this right now? Would you just slip your hand up and say, that's me? That's me. I want to, I want to know him. I see you. God bless you. Anybody else? I see you in the back. God bless you. Anybody else? Let's do this right now. All of us, church, all the church family together, if you would. Let's all say this prayer. Lord Jesus, today I ask you to forgive me of my sins. And today I will believe that the price you have paid on the cross is more than enough for the sins I have committed. Today, I will trust you as both Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise right there. Would you do that? Amen. Would you stand with me? The song we're about to sing, it says this. It says, the more I seek you, the more I find you. You know, you, you might be thinking, well, I've, I've never really had a, a, a revelation in my life about Scripture or an illumination or I, I, I've never had the words come off the page. But you know what? If we just went to him in prayer and say, Lord, show me today. Give me that today. He'll do it. He said in his word that if we, if we ask, we'll receive, you see. The more I seek you, the more I find you. So let's do that right now. Let's just begin to stretch out our arms and our hearts to him and just begin to seek him. And Lord, I want to thank you right now in advance for just being here among us. Let's worship him.
Let's lift him up, church. Lift our voices and sing us together. Let's do that again. One more time. You're worthy. so much for this moment and Lord right now for those that, that came in and they just, they're just they just downcast right now they're, they're, they're just in a lull they can't explain or get out of Lord I'm believing for just a personal revival a revival that will start in your word and in prayer and in worship Lord we need you each and every day to stay connected to the vine and so Lord today we love you and thank you in advance for the revival that you're going to bring in the lives of each and every one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Can you do that? Wow. A couple of things I want to run by you there right quick. 
for those of you that lifted up your hands and just said yes to Jesus, um, uh, we want to we want to help you with some next steps. Um, we've got a, a way to just make that simple as we possibly can. We'll send you a letter. Uh, first of all, th- you know, congratulating your decision, but also some things that's next. Uh, and so, if you're a first time guest or you made the decision today, then fill out that connection card and drop that in on your way out. If you've already made the decision, you've not been water baptized. We'd love to be a part of that. We have water baptisms at both locations. Uh, we do that on the third Sunday, and so we have them uh, just rolling just about all the time. And we can even change the dates if we need to. But we'd love to be a part of that. It'd be an honor for us and just a, a great thing for you to be able to testify to what God has done on the inside. Amen, church. And so we also have an opportunity to give. Uh, I want to speak just for a second, though, to the uh, there's some different ways to do that up there. But uh, for those of the students, I always like to make something clear to because we have a lot of, I met a lot of new uh, uh, students coming in and uh, different grad or college or whatever. And I want you to know today that, look, we want something for you. We're we're not trying to get anything from you. We want something for you during this season. And uh, I don't know about, you know, in most cases anyway, uh, this is a time of borrowing. Come on, somebody, right? (laughs) Not a time of increase (laughs) for most of us anyway. And so, you know, we we really want uh, something for you. We want to be able to pray for you. I know Mondays are hard and everything and uh, we just thank you for being here today and uh, excited about that we have small group opportunities and things that if you want to get connected and be a part I know people do better when you're away from home like that and you actually get connected uh, to the church and so we'd uh, we'd just love to help you with that fill out that connection card and and, uh, we'll walk you through that as well okay and so here just in a moment I'm going to have prayer up here in the front or questions if you have any questions at all if you give your life today to Jesus, okay, if, you, if that happened, then what I want you to do is go to the information desk, if you would, and, and Adam's going to be back there. It's right over here in the corner. He'll have a book for you to give you some fr- a fresh start book, we call it. Then we also have a pamphlet for those of you that are considering water baptism and you want to learn a little bit about that. He'll give you that as well. Also something for growth track. And so we just, whatever area you're in and what part's your next step, then we'd love to help you with that. And he'll be out there ready to do that as well. I'll be right here in the front ready to pray if you need any prayer at all. And so, Lord, right now, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you so much for those today that said yes at all the locations right now. In everything that happens, Lord, we give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you all. We'll see you next week. Redeemed. Oh.